I've got a cracking story for you about what I've been up to the past uh, month and a half. Yeah, yeah. Early December, so that'll be a good one of... Yeah, we'll fucking just start a recording, so spill the beans before we really get into it. All right. um, Been a young single man myself. Yeah, yeah. um, And the uh, opportunities in Chef aren't too great. (laughs) They're horrible. No offence to all those uh, ladies out there. But, um, so yeah, swiping through Bumble, blah, blah, blah. Mate, I got banned off Bumble. How do you get banned? Oh, Bumble? that's another story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without interjecting too much. They've, keep going. they've even got things on there. This may be an explicit image or we can't find a face in this image. How do you get onto that one? Um, swiping away and match with this bird, having some good conversation, thought nothing of it. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, she seems pretty, you know, nice, blah, blah, blah. She's a bit standoffish. Um, she was over Bendigo way. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's not too far. I'm sure I can convince her to do the two-hour drive, not having my licence. I was like, I'll make sure mum's out for the day. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, turned out she's actually from Brisbane. Oh. And um, she's only here for like a week or something because um, her pop suddenly passed away. Yeah. Um, and not to go into, you know, too much of her family stuff and terrible situation that. And I thought, well, shit, it wasn't my pop. I don't mind. Um, so... Uh, the morning of Friday morning, about 4am, we were still up chatting. We were doing that whole, you know, cute talking all night, staying yeah. up, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't working. I was like, I don't mind. And um, all of a sudden she goes, hey, this may be way out there. Do you want to come back to Brisbane with me? And so I just went, stuff it. That morning, just came out of my room with a bag and said, hey, mum, can you um, can you drive me to the train station? Jumped on a Jumped on a train to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And uh, met her at the hotel, just near the airport and everything. Had a nice night, went out for dinner, had a few drinks and yeah. got on like a house on fire. And then all of a sudden jumped on a plane up to Brisbane. I hadn't left my bed for two and a half weeks. I was in a big uh, depressive episode after not working and yeah, yeah. things like that. So all of a sudden went from not leaving my bedroom or bed for two weeks to... um to slinging dick like an absolute yeah. fucking champion. So all of a sudden I'm uh, sitting on a balcony in Brisbane, uh, smashing down gins, watching the sunset go down. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. And then came back to Vic uh, for Christmas. She was driving back down. So I did the 20-hour drive or whatever uh, with her two kids um, in the back seat, playing Nintendo Switch and Mario Kart. And yeah. Going, I don't give a shit that you're 10 years old. I'm, I'm not fucking losing my streak because of you. Older women and Mickey Mouse, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't mind myself at all. Fucking... It's it's my absolute it's, forte. Oh, mate. Like, there was a copper in Talamba that. I is, think that narrows it down the, pretty close. It's on yeah. the fucking frequent, man. And yeah, it's uh, Yeah, fun times. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, we've been knocking around the past month. So, well done. I ended up. Driving back with them after Christmas, yeah. another 18 hours, 20 hours in the car. Yeah. But uh, we split it up and all the driving time. So we were um, doing a few camping sites, bit of hiking, bit of this. Yeah. Um, hired some canoes, going down like a tidal river. Yeah. Even though the weather was absolutely shit, torrential rainfall, made the floods here look like nothing. Yeah. Um, just hanging out, camping, lighting fires, drinking piss, hanging out with the kids, burning sticks. Been a child myself. <laughs> She's going, I don't know which one I need to look after better. Um, and just, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was doing, yeah, that bit of a away work on a agency yeah. over in Tokemol over the weekend. And then she goes, last night, she goes, she only left last Tuesday. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden she messaged me and goes, hey, don't let your mum pick you up uh, from Tokemall uh, Sunday night. I said, Are you, have you driven the other 20 hours back down again? And she goes, no, no, don't worry about it. Then she goes, send me that address of where you're working. So she turned up at the pub, did another 20 hours <laughs> to drive back. And um, she's just sitting at home doing some paperwork for me now. <laughs> she loves you. I think yeah. that's fucking love, man. Yeah, I got banned off Bumble. Um all of the dating sites, I feel as though women say, don't just say, hey, you know, give me an interest, you know, don't just say, hey. And yeah. I just. I'm not going to respond to hello, hi, how are you, how's your day going when you're generally yeah. trying to invest in And it. then because Bumble, obviously the women get the first go. That's why I love it. Because it's like, they, you but, don't have to come up with anything and that. And then all you get is, hey, or and, a shit oh gift my, of hello. I just blasted them. And obviously one of them didn't like it. And, report, report. reported me. I must have got fucking three strikes or whatever. <laughs> three strikes, yeah. It was oh. just the one report. She just really hated you. She oh. made three other profiles and just reported you. Oh, 100%. So um, before we go any further, um, welcome to the Drinks with Jackson podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jackson. And today joining us is Lawrence. How are you, buddy? Oh, brilliant to be here. You good? Really excited you sound fucking it. good yeah. and loved up. I'm a, I'm a bit chipper, so out of, oh. the, out of the depressive slump. And oh, 100%. It's hard not to enjoy a, uh, a mythos on it. So or that's any what we're beer. drinking today, mythos, the old, uh, the old Greek brew. Yeah. I haven't had these Hellenic beer, yeah. since uh, I was in Greece on a Kentucky tour. They are. They're just, they're brilliant. Especially that uh, European, like, hot humidity summer. Yeah. Like, they're just brilliant. Yeah. You can drink them in winter. They're not overly hoppy or yeasty or anything. Yeah, it's very and smooth. And then, yeah, even on summer, like cracking one of these bad boys after you've just done the lawns or even while you're still doing the lawns. At 5% too. Yeah. Like, they'd catch up to you pretty quick, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, yeah. I got onto them when um, I was a head chef of a Greek restaurant in Heidelberg. Yeah, right. Um, and we just, we used to launch. We'd... Between me and my sous chef, I think we'd probably drink a slab each a day. And um, obviously, being a Greek restaurant, they're their main seller. And he goes, boys, like, can you can you just drink gin or cocktails or just... There's a bottle shop 20 metres away. Go and get yourself some slabs. I don't mind you drinking on the job, but you're taking all, all my product. Out of the fridge. And it was uh, just when Greece hit their massive um, crisis. The economic crisis. The economic crisis. Yeah. And... Um, we, were, we went to about six, seven different suburbs driving around. It took us about eight hours to get two slabs of Mythos. Um, and obviously being such a cultural city, Melbourne, Yeah. Um, I saw old old Greek guys punching on in their wife beaters, in their white, dirty singlets that they've been in the hot kitchens yeah, the all day, gold, making, making soovers and stuff, yeah. Oh, Fighting each other over a six-pack or a slab of um, that. And, oh, I need it for my restaurant. No, I need it for mine. I'm busier. Oh, and then you find out that they're like cousins or uncles or brothers or something. You go and you both own restaurants. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Just you're share your stock. Yeah. 100%. Um, you got a joke for us. That's probably the one thing I'm going to ask every guest. Bring a fucking joke on the potty with you. You got one? Not really off the top of my head. It's just always just those one line of shit dad jokes or something. I've got, I've got one. It's not mine. I'm, I've got to put it out there because I'm trying to break into the comedy scene. But what's the hardest part? about working for Make-A-Wish. You're literally working to a deadline. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I, I don't know, I thought of one. And again, not mine. Um, saw that this ginger girl donated her hair to uh, a cancer patient 
poor little kid now has cancer and he's a ginger. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mate. Oh, look at that. As we speak, I just got a notification for Raw Comedy 2023 has assigned you a heat for Bendigo. Hustler, 5th of Feb. Fucking look out. It's all happening this year. Oh, bro. 2023 is the year for me and you, okay? That's... I'm hoping so. Once I get this interlock device, or actually even purchase a car. So that so that's how you <laughs> lost it? Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, it's easy I never actually do. even got a license. That's even the worst part. Ooh. So they go, yeah, not only were you way over, mate, and they go, yeah. license and registration. I go, I've got a learner's permit. Do you know how bad it is getting carded at a nightclub at 5 a.m. in Melbourne when you're you're an executive chef or head chef running a team of 15, 20 people and you go to get into a club and you got your fucking learner's permit. Oh, no. <laughs> and, the, and you're 29 years old. The bouncers just shake their head and go, sort your life out, mate. I, I love, like, uh, cooks um, because you're sort of like us. Oh, I no, think there's nurses... a big difference, difference between a chef and a cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chefs. Oh, you know, like, oh, I love... Uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain, I, I watch a lot of his old stuff. Tragedy, obviously, how he uh, he's, uh, he's one of my life. absolute inspiration and idols. And he, and he is to a lot of um, people in this industry because oh, massively. even though all these guys have this um, origin story of being, you know, the hustler in the hard kitchen and not to take away from them, Marco Pierre White, Gordon Ramsay, obviously they are worldwide names. Even that uh, Roy Choi, um, you know, my fa- one of my favorite movies, yeah. Chef. Yeah. With that John Favreau, I think his Jean, name is. John Favreau, yeah. yeah. He's, um, he's actually got a Netflix show. Yeah, with Roy. Yeah, off, it's off absolutely it's brilliant. Mouse, yeah. And it? he just goes around until like, like he's got such a mad respect and stuff. And there is nothing more glamorous and glorious than just a basic, simple meal, like especially like a sandwich, a toasty. Executed 100%. Just done well. You oh, know? 100%. And uh, my favorite rapper, Action Bronson. How we uh, he broke his leg as a line line cook, I think that's what he was. Yeah. Um, and whilst he was spending eight weeks on the couch, he just started writing rhymes and become a wow. See, because it's actually funny. Become um, a rapper. Music and kitchens or hospitality they go hand in it's hand. It's pretty similar and like so it's very creative yeah. for Mu- sure. Yeah, musicians, things like that. Like a lot of chefs or cooks or hospitality people are also musicians as well whether it be the waitress wants to be a singer or, you know, guys playing guitar or things like that. I've, I reckon I probably stay in contact more with people I met in Melbourne that are people that did live gigs and stuff like yeah. that as opposed to even guys I worked with um, because you're all in the same scene and when you're knocking off work or they're coming in doing their set and you're going, hey, this bloke's all right, a free bowl of fries or, hey, does the band need a feed? Yeah. And stuff like that. And um, like you're all at, at that stage too, like unless you're touring, like everyone's a starving artist. So yeah. it's definitely like a, you know, I, I feel as though a few of the podcasts I listen to regarding comedy, you know, when they're on the road, you know, yeah. Wednesday through to Sunday. People think you're just getting up there. And I think that's where it does coincide with that hospitality thing. People 100%. think stuff just pops up. No, there is hours and hours of labor and thought and things that go into it. When I was an apprentice, I think for the first two years, I would wake up like screaming, like, heard, yep, yes, chef, no, chef, oh, I'll peel the potatoes in a minute. My parents thought I was possessed by a demon. 
like, because I'm just yelling out, having conversations in my sleep about recipes and bullshit. Because um, you're just in that environment, in that little, like the printer ticket coming out. Yeah. It just, it haunts your nightmares. Yeah. It just, it's like that phantom ringing when you think you, your phone's vibrating and you're checking it every five minutes. You just get this thing and just, even the droning of just exhaust fans, just for 12 hours it's, a day. It's not glamorous, but no, I it's think rewarding. You, 100%, but... like you, the satisfaction, um, like I was a bartender whilst I was working in banking because banking pays fuck all. But yeah, I was working what Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday mornings. Yeah. And so you never want to pick tough. up the Sunday morning shift after a Saturday night because you know you you're finishing at one a.m. and you're going. You're Everyone's already plastered. Where's the kick-ons? Yeah, hundred percent. I can't tell you the amount of times I went straight from a pub club, whether we closed it up ourselves, even if it wasn't our own venue. Yeah. Half the time you just invited back for lock-ins anyway because they know who you are. This and that. That's where you get pretty your, approachable. Get your little perks from. Hundred percent. Skip the uh, hundred and fifty people in the line and walk into a tray of shots or something, and you're going, "This is the first time I've been here. This is brilliant." Mickey Mouse. Yeah, this is the secret back room. You know, this yeah. is or just close the roller shutter, boys. It's uh, four a.m. and you're going, "Yeah, yeah." And they go, "No, no." Telling the bouncers, "They're with us. They're with us." Or he's with us. He's been cracking jokes all night. Let's go. And then all of a sudden, um. Uh, yeah, it's not a good look jumping on the um the old Hurstbridge train line in the clothes that you clearly have gone out in for a night to impress and try and um yeah. go home with someone else and everyone's in business suits and stuff, especially because you're on the piss midweek. It just happens. Oh, Because your, your Tuesday, Wednesday's your day off or your Monday, Tuesday, and you're in your going out clothes, you're on a three-day bender and there's people in suits and stuff or nice, you know, women like dressed up going into the office and stuff, and you're just sitting there with your head in your hands. It's the middle of winter. You're sweating your guts out. You just look like you look like shit. Well, you, <laughs> a, a dead giveaway is uh, if you stay in Melbourne and you catch the train back to Shepparton or, you know, the Seymour, and then you drive from Seymour onwards, like the early morning train, the amount of people that you see in nightclub clothes that have clearly just returned from Revolver, and they left Cloud with the, Nine, they left tram. with the 10 kilo bag of luggage and they're coming back and they've got half a sunglasses case yeah, it's like <laughs> what happened it's like yeah but they'll be back no yeah. doubt the next I, week or two. Oh man that looks rough and then i'm never drinking again and then all of a sudden it's wednesday night palmy night and they're going fuck the beers are going down pretty good boys oh 100 yeah, should we get on message that bloke <laughs> i don't get paid till thursday but <laughs> We'll be right. Yeah. Tick. We'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure something out for oh, sure. No, I'll, just, I'll just message the old banker mum and dad. <laughs> oh, rent's due. Um, I'm just waiting for some money to come in. I've made a good investment. <laughs> so how'd you get into cooking um, or chefing? I fell into it. To yeah. be honest, I was, uh, I was a bit of a troubled, troubled teen. Yeah. Not oh, a little bit with the law, but nothing bad, you know, sort of bit of dust-ups at school and the social situations, but it was never my grades or sort of anything like that. The teachers absolutely loved me. I was always well-behaved. I just got more frustrated at being told what to do, when to do it, how you need to do it. 100%. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a rebel. Like, I never did drugs or anything as a teen. Like, I don't – I think I'm actually even allergic to weed, which is very – very annoying after you've just done a 15 hour day and you just want to sit out out, you want to sit out the back of the kitchen on a milk crate and have a joint and a beer or have a cigarette and a beer and you go oh no this is going to make me crook as but um when the aussie was sold from being the old shitty pub it was and they um 
put a couple of mil into it and revamped the entire yeah. institution. Um, my old man's a grog rep or was a grog rep for 30 years for CUB, Diageo Australia, so Bundaberg, Ram, UDL, all those things. So I've always been around alcohol and sort of hospitality. That's how I met you at the Aussie. Yeah. I think, uh, no, I met you at Shingo's and then Shingo's? we ended up at the Aussie. At the Aussie. And that's you're like, it. No, 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 I'm moving on. And then I saw you at the Aussie that's later it, with on. with yeah, I think Jonty was there on the yeah later table. on, or I think it was even the next night after that as well. Yeah, it was something and along you were those like, lines. It was you pretty were a blurry. mess last night, and uh, then it, we, I was there again. I was like, "Well, don't you throw shit at me because you're I was here as well." Fucking messy too. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you were trying to get me to get on the um, comedy circuit. Oh, then. mate, still you were like, uh, get, we're, on it, "Get on to it." We're doing open mics in uh, Shepparton at an undisclosed location, hopefully in March or April when it cools down a bit. Um, so yeah. just work on a five-minute bit, bro. Open mics. It's yeah. Mickey Mouse. Once he, you make the so crowd He says undisclosed once... location. It's just a bloke with a boom box down the Shep Lake. Just just a little UE mini boom uh, or something. In, yeah. in the middle of the street where the Maud Street Mall was, Yeah, just going to hold up traffic so they yeah. have to listen to yeah. us. <laughs> you can't stop me. It's 2023. I've got opinions. <laughs> oh, mate, that woke scene's so... We could get a couple of so girls there tough. just um, like free the nip. <laughs> well, that's a, you know, the feminism movement, I think Andrew Schultz had a bit about it. Like, we totally agree. Equal pay. You want to you wanna make the same money. That's cool. You want to free the yeah, but You want to fuck as many guys see, as you want. Yeah, like, I want to see you down in the dirt, though, laughing, copping a punch in the back of the head. By, on, by on, a female? No, it's all inclusive. If you want all, if you want them not all exclusive, you better be on site copping shit. With the rest of us, just cracking on with it. Oh, yeah. These fucking pop-tops? Yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, they're, if, they're convenient. Yeah, if you don't have a bloody bottle opener and your hands are too soft to fucking open a twist. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, they're, and, and the ca- little carry case, the little six-pack carry case. Tell you what. Yeah. I, <laughs> I drink beers and stuff like this that much that I had the local bus driver that does the Maroot and Shep route. Because he'd seen me coming to and from work yeah. and I'd get on the bus with him and that and have a chat and I'd normally be early having a beer and finishing it at three in the afternoon. And um, he goes, do you live down by blah, 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 street moot? And I said, yeah. He goes, do you have a dog that's a little brindle staffy in that? And I said, yeah. I was going to say, the f- oh, we got to bring the staffy up and at he, some And stage. he goes, I see you all the time. He goes, much rather your day or I'll get, in, get on the bus in the morning at 8 a.m. or something, 7 a.m. the first one. Yeah sunglasses on fucking just looking rough wearing a cardigan just going oh i'm not well mm. and he goes oh your day looked a lot better yesterday clearly you you enjoyed yourself because he goes oh, i saw you going down there and i go yeah walking down the bush just a backpack full of beers and a speaker and just take the dog off the lead yeah off she goes nothing wrong with that it's... and then i power down a couple too many beers and try and walk up the riverbank and down i go <laughs> The fucking staffy, I feel as though a staffy should be like the the flagship dog of Australia. Yeah, almost more than the Kelpie. Like, I get it for the whole farming, yeah, this and that. Like, well, I grew up with red healers on, on my parents' farm, but I think a staffy is just, it's got the head, it's got the rough head, it's got a silk coat. They're just but a they're people dog. Smart. They are. Fuck, they're smart. And they got a bit of muscle about them, too. Oh, yeah. She's only two and a half, my one. Yeah. And, um, She's hit me in the back of the leg and like dislocated my knee just from running past. And she does it 20 times, zoomies up and down yeah. in the bushland. There's no, there's nothing around for 20 Ks. 
and somehow she still runs into me. She's done it a couple of times after those floods and um, just knocked me straight into the mud, shit everywhere, spilt this, beers are frothed up, blah, 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 but I've never spilled a drop. Never lost my cigarette, but um, I'd take the dislocated knee over spilling a beer any day. Uh, <laughs> we made uh, Michael this in WA. He's got a staffy uh, Coda, I think his name is. And just smart, very smart fucking dog. Oh, oh she is. Oh, any chew toys? I've bought those um, $80, $90 Kong like, chew toys and they go lifetime indestructible. She's got it three minutes. She's figured out that she can get her tooth into the hole and rip it up from there. And I'm going, I'm sick of investing in this bitch. <laughs> you money, can, you can have 45 please. of the $2 ones. Yeah. And then, um, but you spend more time cleaning up the mess afterwards. Yeah. But she takes herself to bed and stuff like that. Like I've got, I used to think, oh, people that have got dogs and just camera rolls and that and camera roll after camera roll, you scroll for three days and all it is is dog pictures. And then I, I go to look for an important document that I've screenshotted or something. I go, fuck, I'm one of them. <laughs> it's just, and it'll be 35 pictures of her and she's moved three or four mil. Like, Let, Let's be fair though. Like you'd much rather be a, a dog person than a cat person. Yeah, 100%. I can't I've always said around cat look, people. I have nothing against cats per se. Yeah. And you know, having a nice cat is great or whatever. But you know all the cat people, how they go, Oh, cats are just better, all right. You know why they love their cat? Because it acts like a fucking dog. It goes and plays chew toy or fetch or jumps up or snuggles into him and gets in their face. It acts like a dog and they go, Oh, I love my cat. But then you give him a dog that won't come near and and he's standoffish and they go, Oh, your dog's weird. It's complete role reversal. Oh, 100%. And like, I've heard, I don't know if it's proven, but I've heard that when paramedics go to a, a deceased like uh, person's place. The cats will eat the, the person. The cat eats the person. Yeah, the cat doesn't give a shit. Cat, the, like, whereas the dog will sit next to you and starve to death. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the 100%. fuck, A hundred percent. Yeah, cats are assholes just because they're assholes. You can feed it, love it, look after it, give it the best fucking And all it does is bougie life, showing off and then it goes, hey, look at my asshole after you just fed me. Whereas you say to a dog, you get home and you're like, who's just ripped up the fucking garden and ruined my thousands of dollars worth of plants? And the dog's like, fuck, he's home, yeah. Like, just excited. Oh, fuck yeah. They're all about it. Oh, what's his name? Shane Gillis, he's a comedian. He's got a bit about... uh... People with Down syndrome are like Labradors. Like, all they need is chocolate milk to be happy. And it's like, once you get home, like, we're going to have the best fucking day ever. Yeah. you got to have a look at my fucking room. Let's fucking go, you know? Like, really get into it. Whereas and and you hope just... they've just spilt the milk all over the wall. And you go, <laughs> fucking not again. Not again. But, uh, yeah, it's just fucking. Yeah. Why'd you tip your chocolate milk down the back of your shorts? Oh, fuck it. Jesus, I forgot to put a fresh diaper on before I went to work. <laughs> I don't I don't know about you, but fucking, I reckon, what was it? Since, like, I'm 27 now, I reckon for two years I haven't been able to drink a Big M. Just, which which flavour are you hitting up, though? Ooh, like, just any Big M? Like, nah, nah, nah. Or is egg, there a certain egg, one? Egg flip? I love an egg flip. Yeah, I think I've tried it and... Didn't rate it? Nah, I'm very picky about my eggs. That's why I love going out to brunch. Because it means some other fucking asshole has to poach eggs. Yeah. But the amount of brunches and stuff I've done, especially in Melbourne. Like, I worked in Melbourne um, at a brunch place or a cafe 
when the peak epitome of smashed avos hit. And I cannot tell you how many avocados or how many eggs I have poached. We were going through a box of eggs, which is like a thousand eggs or something. And we were going through six or seven of them for a brekkie shift. Do you know how many fucking basic white bitches you have to have to go through that many eggs? Do you know, like, and, and that's the thing, like, you think, what, two eggs and a half an avocado with a couple of edible flowers and nuts, 20 bucks. I'd rather just cook it at home. That's my thing. I There's nothing against, like, obviously this industry sustains me and yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah. provided me with a lot of adventures and stories and a livelihood. But I'm not going out to pay 25 bucks for a fucking prawn pasta or a risotto. And half the time, the risotto is like glue anyway. You may as yeah. well use it to um, patch your bricks together or fucking build a garden bed. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not paying for that. I'll pay, I'll, I will 100% pay good money yeah. or decent money. For a decent feed. For a proper feed. Yeah. Like a good steak, um, a prime cut of meat or a good cheese board. Probably. Cheese boards, I think, need to make more of a comeback. But everyone is a... <coughs> but all the cheese boards are basic. The best cheese board I've ever seen anywhere I've ever worked or even seen online or anything was um, a chef that I worked under. He's an executive chef um, and he helps me. He was um, running the Greek restaurant. He yeah. was an exec there and he was doing like consultation work. Brilliant guy. Michelin star chef from Athens. Just... Smart, absolutely smart. Had something like six thousand um, followers before he even opened his doors six months before. She was had um, the following to begin with. Yeah, and I made the three-hour train trip like every week just to have a coffee with him, just to get that little bit of knowledge, that little yeah, bit of sponge. That report. And he, his food was amazing, yeah. but his people skills and organization and social media, and just even little things of tilting a plate. So was he, um, when he opened the restaurant, was he more front of house yeah. for that yep. interaction aspect? He was that proper high-end fine dining. Like the chef has, you know, the buttoned up shirt, yeah, um, brilliant apron on with all his stuff. And he would be taking orders and interacting. He's purely there to create that experience, and that atmosphere. Oh, 100%. And going back to that whole music thing, they've actually done studies and things about um, the music and the atmosphere. Um, at the Greek restaurant, they were playing the same like playlist of Hellenic music and stuff, like twenty four seven. Yeah, mate. I don't even speak Greek, but I could sing those songs word for word better than the fucking person that produced it. Oh fuck yeah! It was just frustrating. But then I said to the owner, being a he was a younger sort of guy, like in his thirties and stuff, and maybe mid twenties at the time. I said, mate, we've got to change this. So we started playing like some Nori and Pura, Deep House Lounge, sort of like that. Yeah bit upbeat sort of thing just to get that atmosphere going that atmosphere going um and change the tone of it if you're going out to a themed restaurant midweek you 100 percent want that theme but if you're going out on a friday night a saturday yeah. night or a sunday before your launch yeah we um you want to we put in i think we spent about eight thousand dollars in soundproofing for the roof yeah um and 100 best investment ever yeah. so if you've got a hospitality business out there and things you don't want to be sitting at one corner of your establishment and you can hear what's happening out the front or you can hear the yelling or the screaming or the coffee orders you want to be able to differentiate because at at that time you're going for you 
Would, would you argue um, that's what's pretty good about the Aussie, how you've got like the bistro, which turns into a live music scene. You've got Jack's Bar, which on See, a Friday is karaoke. I absolutely and love... then you've got the Outback Bar, which I, I'm not a fan of it, but it's there for the younger crowd. It's there for the younger crowd. I I can understand Paul Tavares is a very smart man. Oh, mate, I'd love he, to get him on the podcast. He's a legend. He's, he is very switched um, on and he plays every he play, role. He plays like the he's... fool. But he's very and switched on. You don't realise until it's way, way too late. And he goes, he's just taking you for a ride. He's 100%. a very smart businessman. And I've said it time and time again. I've said it to his face. Um, I get on very well with Paul. He has a very good rapport with my old man. Yeah. Um, being his sales rep and everything for so many years. But I don't like the whole outback bar. I, I don't. I think because it's not my it, scene, it just but flows I still too much. I, I appreciate what they've done because. It's, Do you know it's how much free. money he spent for that uh, awning oh, over the top? From China was from China. Shitloads. He invited my old man to go over to China with him. It was just like, hey, I'm uh, flying to China on Friday. I just decided this morning, rara, and he went to the factory and this and that, rara, and then he actually like got the workers to come over from there because no one could knew any of the instructions or how to put it back together. So. He spent X amount yeah, of hundreds of thousands. Off just getting best sheds or someone to build you a pergola. Well, you know what I mean. But like, it's all retractable and this and that. Yeah, but like, it never retracts. Yeah, because really? they I've, I've because because they are doing so much with their bistro or dining yeah, that this... they keep it as an actual area. Yeah. Whereas on a day like today, like you know, sun's out, get on the beers, rah rah. Um, being a Monday, like this will be released on a Friday. Yeah, yeah being it's a Monday. <laughs> Um, and what would you say? 80% of their customer base are nine to fivers. Like you get the occasional oh, tradie get in there yeah. for a beer at four o'clock once they knock off. Yeah, I would say so. But, um, um yeah. and if I'm not there sinking piss, cause I'm here recording yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's a great venue for, a, it hits a lot of different tabs, but I think they've spread themselves a little bit too thin. Like yeah. if they could really hit into the live music market. Um, I, feel I think bad they could draw the, a larger uh, crowd. Yeah, I feel bad. Like the live music in Shepparton, for sure. It's just the same three or four bands. Yeah. Well, how's this? Um, I went and did, uh, what's that? The wine tour thing that happens every year. Yeah, um, on uh, in July. The, wine, the winery walkabout. Yeah, I'm usually in Europe for that. Yeah. Fucking, Fucking yeah, I'd rather have been there. Yeah. I went there with um, an ex and all, all her friends for her birthday thing. Any good? Well, I didn't really drink that much. I stayed sober most of the time, which everyone was really concerned about. And I just said, I just don't want to get drunk in this certain atmosphere. But the big live headliner that they had at the biggest uh, winery, I think was um, the same guys that play the Aussie every week. So they're playing and they got everyone's drunk on wine and carrying on and people on shoulders. and, And I went, I can see these guys every Friday night. I don't give. I don't give a shit. That uh, the beer fest that they had. Uh, you mean like the Gabs or no, no the the one in Shepparton that they had at the uh, at the showgrounds. They had Sam and Sam and a couple of other. See, I've I've seen big things about Sam and even, Sam. Even uh, Secret Garden gigs. Shout see, out to all... JNL Production. Like they are. I've never really been to one. It. My old man has been a heap. Even um. His neighbor actually hosts it, and he's yeah. like locked in a host a couple like all the time. If you've I got a decent all... outback garden, like they really, yeah, he's really is yeah, amazing. That's um, but yeah, I've never gotten to one. Um, yeah. 
Put on, it on your calendar, man. I know Alana Williams, so JB and me, shout yeah. out to them. Um, and I've been to three or four of her gigs, um, and they're amazing. Like they're great. Like we even um, I dragged mum out of the house Why and, not? and and took half the garden furniture from our place, just threw it in the back of her little hatchback. Yeah. And um, said, "Come on, we're going to sit out the front of or on the street in Chef, and I'm going to drink some piss, and we're going to watch this live music." And they had a great turnout and family atmosphere and this and yeah. that. Like a, a really good thing, good community thing, but also, yeah, on a marketing level and stuff like that. It was just brilliant. Would and you... there's not anything like that in Shepparton where there's a cool little jazz bar or wine bar. Oh, there's Everyone's that, trying there, there's to hit everything. Ja- there's that jazz bar upstairs, but the location like on uh, on the highway or the main road, she's pretty hard for... For Bo parking. Jazz. Yeah, for, for parking, it's so, hard. Uh, Bojaz is all right for that, but it's not a very large scene. Yeah. It'd be great for like a Sunday session acoustics value. Um, And you go, you know what? And I wouldn't, or you'd put on The Apprentice or something and that, because I actually know the chef that works there. Brilliant yeah. guy. Um, And you just do tappers and platters or whatever and just go super just easy shit. Boards. Just cheese boards? Cheese board Sundays. Yeah. I reckon that'd be a che- fucking hit. If you said cheese board Sundays, the people old, would get The old Sunday it. charcuterie board. Oh. oh, mate. I would just, I'd turn around and go, and I would do it. I'd market it as a $40 ticket thing. So that gets you music and it gets you two drinks and you get a little drink stub um, or bingo tickets or something or raffle yeah. ticket. And then you get two at the door and then um, that's it. Then you pay bar prices. And I would just, I'd do one of those big grazing tables and just go, you know what? Just pick out and have at it. Yeah. And just turn around and then restock it, whatever. Or just do the whole one big lot. No one really does that buffet buddy picky shit anymore, do yeah. they? Yeah. Well, like, they're massive on the big, um, you know, when you have a wedding or things like that. Um, just those big long tables just full of meats and cheeses and this and that. Um, my brother and his partner, they actually got like a wood fire um, little van thing. I don't know how this guy did it, but he did like yakitori, like chicken skewers, pizzas, yeah, right. all these different fried fish, all this different shit. And it was him and like two other people, um, two girls to serve it. And he was just over there in this big, like, it looked like just a giant kettle. And he was just smashing that shit. It was awesome. I was like, like a yeah, food truck set up almost? Kind of, yeah. But it was just, uh, it was a giant wood fire pizza yeah. on a trailer. And he was just smashing shit out. And he just had like two or three, like, you know, those $40 fold out camp tables yeah, just around him and just bang, 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 bang. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, um, your wedding speech was beautiful. I've cried for 40 minutes. That's fine. I was like, but fucking look at this guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Oh, it's, it's hard to like. It's hard to get that atmosphere, like really execute the atmosphere and the food together, especially for instances like yeah, in a you, wedding. You can have amazing setting. food, but if you, yeah, your music sucks or you don't have enough chairs yeah. or there's always or, or something, something, it will be the absolute downfall. Or you go, shit, I've got way too many tables and chairs, but you don't, your music shit. Yeah. They're always going to remember that one negative. But there's always like that shit auntie at every wedding that really critiques one thing. It's like, fuck it. Like, what, what's Wait, a wedding? Wait, one auntie. We had one good one. All the rest was shit. <laughs> for, for the cost of a wedding, like 20 to 50 grand plus, it's like you may as well just elope and spend two or three months yep. overseas. Well, um, 
Yeah, my brother and that. I've only ever been to two weddings in my life. Yeah. That's I, same as I, me, actually. I used to work four or five weddings a weekend. Yeah. Um, and tell you what, I love the tab because then I just, I get onto the beers or I mingle with the crowd and stuff afterwards. And if I know I'm working like a nicer function, I just bring a spare change of clothes and that and then give myself a little bit of a whore's bath in the sink in the kitchen and go and mingle and go and, <laughs> all right, where's the bridesmaid's table? Oh, um, mate. And just get on the beers and stuff. And yeah, yeah they can be amazing. Like I've worked what, at- what, What's the whore's bath? Pits and pussy with a wet yeah, wipe. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have a wet wipe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, mate. But, um, like, would you agree? So, touching on, obviously, working all of these events, do you think I'd put chefs, nurses, and all shift workers in the one basket? Like, we serve, to some extent, the nine-to-fivers. Um, and it, it really... Is. It's in- a backwards thing. It, it's It it's really night impacts your social life, to some extent. Yeah. Definitely. Um. And again, touching back on that thing, how I fell into it, I was, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I could not sit. the same as me. I could not sit in an office like, you know, that scene in that movie or whatever, where he smashes the boss in the face with the keyboard. Oh, fuck. Was that that Fight Club? Wanted or whatever or something. Um, I think it was Wanted with James McAvoy. Nah. So I think it was Fight Club, bro, because yeah, he thinks yeah. about like what he I wants think it's to Fight do, Club, yeah. but he, he, doesn't he doesn't do it. it. Yeah, see, that was always my trouble. I'd think about it and then do it. <laughs> and that and that was a worrying thing. They go, you knew it was wrong. Oh, you yeah. had 15 steps to not do it. And you then you went through everyone and it. you chose to do it. Because <laughs> uh, they go, you're not a dumb guy, but you just did a dumb thing. That, that was me in And that school, only gets man. you through the court system so far until oh, the judge bro. goes, I haven't gone that fuck far. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Definitely haven't gone that far as far as the yeah. court system that it was just... It was just stupid shit, you know, like breaking a window or yeah. trying to get out of a venue going, I don't want to be here anymore. But you got to stand up for yourself too, to some extent. Um, oh, I was never one of those blokes that gets on the piss and just gets rowdy and annoys people and all of a sudden I'm in a scrap. It was like hold on, that bloke's just grabbed your ass. That's not okay for a girl, you know, or for anyone. Yeah, we kicked a guy out of the Aussie through the um, Jack's Bar door for choking a girl, and he waited out front of us, like waited out the front for us, and he went, my How mate... How much time and patience do you have? If I, if that happened to me, I'd go, you know what, I've really fucked up here, or go, nah, fuck him, and I'll go and get 15 cheeseburgers and pass out with my dick in my hand. Like, Bro, he... He waited for us and he went, my mate, and I said, pick on someone your own size. And he just like stood up to me and I'm like, fuck. I You're gotta... not a big guy. Were you fighting like some dwarves or something? No. Was it? <laughs> I'm, was it? I'm 5'8", was, was it? Was it happy, uh, angry, he, he, sleepy? He was six foot and his nose touched my forehead. And I'm like, do I give him an Irish fucking kiss or do I go? I just old... would have given him a real kiss. I just would have gone real sensual and put the hand Whoa. behind the head and gone I... full tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I clinched me fucking fist, and by the time the old haymaker met him, he already gave me three, and I was down on my knees. I was fucking no good. Yeah, honestly, like, you uh, you really understand, you know, your capacities once you've been knocked out once or twice. See? But I had to... I, I've, I've been I rocked to a bit. Like, I'm, I am actually really terrible at fighting. Me I'm, too. I'm great at chirping up and fucking egging them on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm actually terrible at... Normally, when it, it, I let that situation arise and get the best of me, there's normally been a lot of beers involved. I can hardly talk, let alone 
communicate to my body that I want to walk left or right. Um, but yeah, being being beaten up a couple of times does humble a bit. Oh, mate, but it, it, it's probably the most grounding experience once you've especially been when you hit it in the mouth a few <laughs> times, bro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. I. I. I'm known for being a bit of a smart, smart ass, loud mouth, and I guess I get that from my old man. Yeah. But he's fucking useless in a blue. My dad can fight. My, and dad, my mum can fight, but I'm like the limp dick I, of the family. <laughs> you know it's sad when you have a limper dick than your mum. <laughs> oh, fucking, I, I hope Jane doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, mum can go like she... I am so lucky. I got so many of my skills and values from my mum. Like my yeah. mum taught my brother to play footy, this really? and that, like everything. Hit a, hit a cricket ball and he's brilliant at sports. Fuck yeah. Because um, dad was always working two or three jobs and this and that and just just an absolute goer and i get a lot of values and um hard work and determination to him but you start to lose a bit of re- bit of respect when uh he's put a screwdriver through the same hand four times in a couple of years like he's if you get him all the tools or anything he's hopeless i know a few fucking dads useless. Like i'm that. surprised he can even feed himself like using a knife and fork like he's just spastic when it comes to anything like that father to chef yeah well the other day i I got bored and I've been planning on doing some renos at um, my place anyway. I ended up um, just knocking out some boards, um, took all the doors off. Um, it was just one of those old school, like 20-year-old sort of houses and that. Um, I ended up taking off all the sliding doors from the um, wardrobe, knocked out the beams, rehung them up um, to the top. I've got an extra three or four foot in my room now and just redid the whole space within six hours. Um, took out studs and yeah, rebolted it and sanded some stuff back and this. And then I was like, I'll give it a fresh lick of paint when I can be bothered. If you ask my dad to unscrew the doorbell or something, he'd be there for four hours he'd and, he'd, and he'd still fuck it up. But he, he's put his hand in the dishwasher one day, <laughs> um, put his hand underneath, didn't disconnect the power, sliced his hand open, electrocuted himself at the same time. There's blood pissing out of one hand. So he turns around with his good hand and goes, Oh, I wonder what happened there, and did the same thing to that one. Uh, and you go, fucking most people learn the first time. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> and then he's just standing there with the arms up, going, "Oh, fucking, maybe we should get some paper towels or something." <laughs> and you're going, "Just don't touch anything, just you don't dickhead." Touch it, mate. Yeah. So, um, bit of a, a close. We're getting to the end of the app, but um, so for 2023, what do you really see yourself doing, Lawrence? Um. Any goals? It's actually funny that you mentioned coming onto this podcast. I saw your um, Instagram and obviously I've been following you for a bit and we've had um, some great chats. Even yeah, back and forth. You don't remember them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually am focusing on business orientation and things now. Yeah. So I'm trying to execute that and get away from the whole cooking side of things and just being one of those just absolute drones, hard work is sustaining a venue and getting burnt out every six months. Um, I'm trying to focus on maybe going to some consultation work. Oh, hell yeah. Um, of looking after a venue and things or being like a sort of an executive chef and having a few different places and procedures in place that other people can follow. Um, and a goal is actually to launch my own podcast, um, that really follows hospitality, music, um, and bridge the gap between wages, equality, um, you know, sexual harassment, rampant in hospitality. Obviously, people treat hospitality 
or service workers in general. Like, like you said man. about nurses, this, that, overnight shift, like everything. They don't deserve... Everyone but doesn't like... In no one field, deserves it, but fucking hell. They don't get it. the recognition what you deserve. Like, Well, you know, we saw it through COVID. What's that one line? Uh, I pay your wages. Like, yeah. get fucked, mate. I've gone out to tables and even in open kitchens, I've... I've had to have the owner come up to me and hold me back in the kitchen in an open kitchen and go, fuck you, fuck that table off. Yeah. Like, you rude bitch. Go and drink your Moscato in the park or with your girlfriends. Yep. I don't need you critiquing me. Or any or, of the or other anyone stuff. critiquing me. Or you've got that waitress that makes fucking one pasta really well. Yeah. Or one waiter that goes, oh, yeah, I made bacon and eggs for this girl the other day. And you go... Yeah, go and get 15 years experience in a commercial environment. Yeah. You made, you made bacon and eggs one morning for a few of your mates around the house after being on the piss. I made a thousand smashed avos today. Yeah. Like in two hours. Oh, bro. Plus, plus everything else that's oh. on our, you know, full page menu. Oh, 100%. So I'm, I'm just trying to tick in those goals. Um, and I'd love, because I can do all that remotely as well. Yeah. That's good. And manage from that perspective. Um. I want to throw the dog in a van and convert that and um, yep. just get on the road, see as much of Australia as I can, own backyard. Uh, I want to have experiences now. No, it was good, man. Well, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, oh, pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Easy, bro. Um, thanks for the listeners for tuning in once again. Um, and yeah, enjoy.